Welcome, everybody, to Bridge Builders Communities Church Sermon Podcast. You are listening to one of our messages from our weekly gathering. We hope that you sit back and enjoy and be blessed. Not that I never did that, but I never spent that much time doing it. 
That was because we didn't have a whole lot to do. There wasn't a whole lot extra to do. We would go on hikes every once in a while and, and, and enjoy that, get some exercise every day doing something. Um, but I, I, what I did notice about the pandemic is how fragile life is. I mean, with Curtis's son, the fragility of, of, of the, the disease, but also how quickly things can change. When I read Revelation and I see what's going to happen in the book of Revelation, I always think of a long span of time. It's going to take a long time for all this stuff to come into being. Well, that's wrong. Because I see during the pandemic, things happen like that. You know, all of a sudden, the governor makes a decision and boom, everything is closed down and you can't get, can't get toilet paper all of a sudden. You know, it's all out and, you know, people are out of work and the economy is plummeting. So things can happen very, very quickly. Haggai 2.6 tells us about God can shape all things. He can shape the heavens and the earth, and he will. And he will shape the land and the city. And we saw it. We saw it happening. Why does God allow these things to happen? Isaiah 55.8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and your ways are not my ways, says the Lord. So he has different ways, different things that He's, uh, uh, he allows to happen because he does tell us that we're going to go through trials and tribulations. I saw during this time, and one of the things that I felt God was saying is, when you know, eventually we're going to come back here. And I'm thinking back three or four months ago, we didn't know where we were going to be and what was what was going to happen, but. Is God saying something to the church? Are we supposed to be doing something different? Or are we just moving into, uh, this is a time when we're going to take what we used to have, put it online, and then when it's done, insert it back here. And I didn't feel God was saying that at all. I really felt that God was telling us that they were things, as far as church was concerned, that we were missing. Things that weren't, we weren't doing it the way really God would have us do it. There were certain things that needed to be maybe pulled out, other things inserted in. Now, God didn't make it clear to me exactly what that was. Jay and I have talked about this in our oldest meetings. Um, we're not really certain what those things are, but we do know that there are, there's a purpose that has to be for Bridgeville, this church. And we want to make sure that we attain that purpose, whatever that might be. So I'm going to ask two questions before uh, I get started on really what I want to preach about. But uh, here's the two questions that you can kind of mull over for a little while. What is God's purpose for Bridgeville, this church? Do you think it is? And what do you think your purpose is in Bridge Builders Church? And one other question, and by the way, I'll put these online during the week so that if, if you don't get all the questions, it's okay. How hungry are we to 
scripture from Mark 14. Well, I'm sorry, Mark 13. Oh, good, thank you. Watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming. In the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning. Lest coming suddenly, he find you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. So Heavenly Father, we, uh, we just graciously lift you up this morning because you're a gracious God, that you allow us to do this, that you allow us to come before you, that you welcome us, that you want us here with you. And Lord, that you live in our hearts while we're doing these things so we know your presence here. And Lord, we pray as we delve into your word, Lord, that we want to know what things you want us to do. What is our purpose, Lord? What is the purpose of the body? What is the purpose of each individual, Lord? And as we find those things, Lord, that as we find them through the leading of your Holy Spirit, that we would grow in our relationship with you, uh, grow in, in just uh, the, uh, that we can relate more and more, not only to you, but to the outside world, Lord. And as we do that, as we do relate, Lord, that we would bring more people into your kingdom. In Jesus' name, we pray, Lord. Amen. So, I entitled the message, How Hungry Are We? And I'd like you, if you're going to go into your Bibles at all, to go to Luke 14. We're going to spend a lot of time here. I'm going to, I'm going to share... Luke 14, starting with verse 26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me, cannot be my disciple. For which of you intended, intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Well, what king going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000. Or else, while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill, but men throw it out. He who has ears, let him hear. Pretty stern words. Back to 26 again. If anyone comes to me and 
strong language here. I mean, we see in America today what hate is bringing about. We see the violence in the streets. Okay? We, we, we see the problems that we have with racism. Okay, so that's a pretty strong word. But, of course, God is not telling us to hate people that we want. All right? Because we naturally love our parents. We naturally love our children. Okay? Sometimes it's iffy with brothers and sisters as, as we're growing up, you know, but usually there is a, and they do love each other. Okay? Even though they, they might be fighting and stuff like that. But he draws on things that, are, that come very, very natural. But what is he saying here when he says hate? He's saying to us, nothing in this life can come between us and God. We can't love anybody else or anything else more than we love God. And if we don't do that, So when we think of discipling, and we're called to make disciples of people, technically we can't make disciples unless we are first our disciples. Okay, but God isn't that strict in that realm. Alright? When we first come to the Lord, we haven't accomplished everything that we're seeing here. There's a depth to this. This scripture here, this verse 26, there's a depth to it that comes as we grow in the Lord. But it's something that we need to be working on. It's something that, this is where we want to get to the point where nothing can get in the way. Where nothing can be more important than our relationship with God. So I want to talk about some of those things we've just mentioned about you know, our parents and our brothers and sisters and things. But what other things can get in the way uh, between us and the love of God? One of the things is our desire for approval. We want others to think highly of us. I know I do. That's, that's one of the things I love it when, you know, I... I want to be very popular. Uh, I want to be the life of the party. What a dull party that would be. <laughs> you know, it, these are things that we naturally want to do. And they, they can come in between how much we love God and how much we love the approval of other people. You know, we want to please other people so that they will say, He's a great guy. You know, Mike's a great guy. You know, we, we just love him and we, we want him around and stuff. Those are things that we all love to hear. But we have to make sure that they don't become more important than God. That we won't say things or agree with people on things that are not godly. Just so we can be approved by them. Alright? That can, that can get in the way. Another thing can be compromised. We can compromise with other people because we see that maybe they're sinning 
and we're really supposed to address that. We're not supposed to agree with sin. Even if other people are sinning, we shouldn't agree with it and just slot it off and say, that's okay, that's just him or her or whatever it is. All right? And God tells us uh, about this in the book of James. And I'm just going to slip over to James 5.19 really quickly.
that spirit of unbelief. Uh, I want to take a look at a couple of things that uh, happened in here because God tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So we're, you know, without it. We don't have, if we have a, a spirit of unbelief, we're not pleasing God in the things that we do. Let me th- let's go to Mark 6 for a second. And verse 3. Let's just take some examples of this. In Mark 6, 3, uh, it's talking about Jesus and the doubts that people had. They were saying, is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, talking about Jesus, and the brother of James and Joses, Judas and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. Who's this guy? We, he grew up, we grew up with him. Who does he think he is? But Jesus said to them, a prophet, is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. So prophets normally are honored. Okay? The, the Jewish way of, of saying that is not without double negative. Okay? But Jesus uh, is saying prophets are normally honored except when? Except when they're among their own relatives and in their own house. I'm sure that many of us have experienced that in our own families. We try to witness to our own families and say, who are you? We know you. You can't fool me. No, it's hard. It's easier to witness to people we don't know than it is to witness to people in your own family. Okay? But look at verse 5. Now he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Okay? Normally where Jesus went, he did a mighty works. Okay? But in his own hometown, he couldn't. Why? Because of unbelief. And that's what we have to be careful of. We want to make sure that we are not, within ourselves, have a spirit of unbelief. Because that spirit of unbelief is going to stop the move Holy Spirit. And the move of the Holy Spirit is something that we really, really need at Bridge Builders Church. So unbelief can be an infection that actually blocks out or chokes out faith. If we believe in Jesus and not what he says, we can choke out that faith. Because Matthew 9.23 says, All things are possible. All things are possible for those who believe. Okay? Now, suppose we're in that. Suppose we are saying to ourselves right now, you know what? I'm really guilty of that at times. We really need to repent of that. Okay? To break that hold on us, that, that spirit of unbelief. Bridge Builders Church needs every part of the body. We need to hear and feel within our presence, and I think we did during worship just, just now. We need to feel the whole.
Holy Spirit in our prayer life and in our worship, which is what we, we just experienced. We need to ask for and believe that we can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit so that we can have the power that God has promised us. Back in the book of Acts, right? Acts 1, uh, the apostles were told to go to Jerusalem and wait there for the power of the Holy Spirit. That same power is, is uh, there for us today. It exists for us. And we need to have the power here at Bridge Builders Church so we can hear the Holy Spirit very, very clearly and be directed by Him. So, you see, when the apostles went, they, re they received on Pentecost Sunday, which was 50 days later. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember how that worked. But they, they prayed for quite a while. Quite a while. It was 40 days. It was 10 days later. Because it was 40 days from 50 days. So it was 10 days later of prayer, and they received that baptism of the Holy Spirit and had that power. And if you concentrate on the book of Acts, and Joe and Dan and I have been studying the book of Acts for the last, although we got interrupted by the pandemic, uh, we can see in, in the book of Acts there were so, so many things that all of a sudden the apostles were able to do when they had received that baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I want to offer Jay's services, my services, Patty's services to you guys. If anybody really feels that they want to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we'll pray through you with it so that you can um, get to that point where you have that. We also need to concentrate in the Bridge Builders Church on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And it's not that you will receive every gift of the Holy Spirit. I don't think any of us have all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But you might feel inclined to pray for one or two of them. For some reason, God's leading you in that direction. And how do you get a gift? And as far as God's concerned, you ask for it. That's basically it. You're just basically in prayer asking him for certain gifts. I've been praying for the gift of miracles. I have not received it. But I'm praying for it, and I will continue to pray for it. Then uh, Jesus goes on to say in verse uh, 33, So likewise, again, being his disciple, likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all. Okay, basically, what does that mean, forsaking all? Because if you can't forsake all, you can't be my disciple. All right, it's the importance that we put on all our possessions, our material possessions, our you know our finances, all the things that we have, uh, everything excluding the family, because we already talked about that. All of these things. So forsaking them basically here means you are putting them in order that God's first, and then everything else comes after that. And then, so your finances and different things like that are things that are not as important as God. And we know that all of our money belongs to Him anyway. All right, so uh, we have to deal with it 
in that realm. And that, that becomes a challenge at times, okay, depending on what our finances and, and so on are. And then he finishes up his scripture with the example of salt. Salt's good. Sure is. Okay? That's what this food tastes like if you can't put salt on it. Salt's good. But if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It's neither fit for the land, nor for the dunghill, but then throw it out. Right? We have to think in terms of fruit. God wants us to bear fruit. And he says in John 15, too, every branch in me that does not bear fruit takes away. We want to make sure that we are fruitful. All right? Now, fruitful, it has to do with a lot of times the efforts that we're making with God in our relationship with him. For example, if we went home today, and tomorrow morning when we got up, we went out in the street and we witnessed the five people. And all five rejected Christ. In other words, rejected us. Does that mean we didn't bear any fruit? No, that doesn't mean that. There's a, there's a growth here in fruit where we're, we're, we try and within, our, within our actions and our words to, as Jay says all the time, to Jesus. Okay? We drip Jesus, people see Jesus in us. That's the witness. Whether or not that has an effect on another person, their responsibility. It's not ours. We can only do what we can do, and then uh, that you know is there. But the salt, we we we're refreshing our soul every time we do things like that. So that's what it's saying here. We don't want to any of that to be taken away. As far as Bridgefield's church is concerned, we want to make sure that we do not become like the church of Laodicea. Let's go to Revelation really quick. Where Jesus says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I can wish you were cold or hot. So that because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Again, Jesus, he speaks pretty severe. These are, I mean, he doesn't fool around when he talks, he uses words like hate and vomit and stuff like that. Um, you know, if, if you think of, of sweet Jesus, how oh, Jesus can really get down and, and really. You know, pressed down on, on it. So this church was lukewarm. We have to make sure, as Bridge Builders Church, that we are listening to the Holy Spirit and that we are not lukewarm. Our prayer life has to be um, a, a prayer life that listens, that listens to whatever God is saying and then practices that obedience that comes with it. So, how hungry are we? That's the question, and each of us has to ask that for ourselves. How hungry are we for God's word? How hungry are we to be obedient to whatever he has for us? 
to do. When I spoke to uh, Wes and Vernon Clement right before, right, right at the end of the pandemic, and we were getting ready to come back, we had to come back yet here. One of the things he said was, make sure that you start bridge build this church out with a purpose. Something that we could accomplish as a church. When Jay and I first talked about it, I, I didn't really have an idea of what we, we could do. But Patty was reading something online the other day, and, and it was actually something Mark Molinero came, came out with. And, and I thought about the same thing uh, that Bridge Builders Church could do. He was talking about how the many of the nursing homes around in Dutchess County, uh, people there have been very lonely because nobody was allowed to visit them. And not that we could still visit, we still can't. All right? And sometimes they're letting like one relative in for a very limited amount of time. But Mark was suggesting that in Dutchess County, people send cards to the people in the nursing homes to, you know, just to cheer them up a little bit. There's people out there thinking of you even though they're, uh, they, they can't come and visit you. So I thought, well, as far as I know, I think there's two nursing homes in High Park. Victory Lake, I, I think it's got a new name, but I think that was one. And then the one that your, your, your dad was in, right? Renaissance. Renaissance. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking maybe Bridge Builders Church could undertake something like that. Just writing out some cards. Maybe somebody could find out how many people are in there. I have no idea how many people are in. They'd probably take a few phone calls or something. But this is not something that the leaders are going to take on. This is something that Bridgeville's church is going to take on. So, um, if you feel led to do it, or organize it, or ask somebody else that you say, would you like to do this together with me, something like that? You know, just something that, somebody that would you'd enjoy doing it with. I don't know, it's, it's up to you. But I think it would be a very good purpose for us, and it's something we can accomplish. Mm -hmm. And it's not the only thing we'll do, and it's not the only purpose we have, but I just think it's something that can get us going again. Okay? Uh, I really enjoyed the worship this morning. Mm -hmm. I, I think starting with prayer helps. I, I really do, because it, uh, it's something that we just went right into it. But I, I really felt the move of the Holy Spirit was there. Thank you guys for, for doing that. Amen.